Yeah. yeah. Did you not listen to Genesis Misunderstanding? It's all in that song. Oh. No, I just, I got to the part where the Lord rested on Sunday, and then... <sighs> he listened to that other song. I always <laughs> feel like somebody's watching me. <laughs> he figured he'd be that guy. Yeah. I've been watching you. Kirsten does rock well. So. Indeed. Ah, that uh, was his name. Uh, <laughs> uh, what does that mean? I don't get it. Rockwell, the guy who made the paintings. No, not Norman Rockwell. What? I hate everything about you. <laughs> Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 678. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Rockwell K. And Vlar. And we're to talk week and geek. Stole Good that to have you back, everybody. Good to be back. Stole that and credit from Deb, who's not here right now. Well, she's not here to claim it. Because yeah. she's got a big girl job and does big yeah. girl things in other cities. Yeah. And lets the boys just play at home. <laughs> I guess. Jeff, good to have your voice back. Good to be here. Yeah. Missed, it's been mi- a couple weeks, yeah. Missed that uh, exploratory mind. Uh, is wow. that a nice way of putting you missed my stupid jokes? Okay, sure, that too. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> your musical references? <laughs> the dulcet tones of Jeffrey. The light sounds of 80s Easy. Wow. And he is Turn that on all the time, Jeff. (laughs) Well, they did hang out the other night, so (laughs) he does know how easy it is. (laughs) (laughs) But Kirsten wasn't there, so, you know. No, I wasn't. Well, that that cuts down on the intimacy, so Ah, sure. Gotcha. How intimate can you be in a bathroom at a dive bar, though? I mean, really. You'd be surprised. Yeah, see, that's... uh, that's, (laughs) Water all over the floor. (laughs) Oh, God, it was so gross. (laughs) So gross. Wow. Hate well, kneeling in it, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's a story for later on. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> All right. <yeah>. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> it's team building exercises for the show, people. <laughs> fucking relax. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that's how we keep up the suspense. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> well, before we get into what we did this week, uh, the mini is almost finished. The Stormtrooper on a do-back that should be ready to be given away next week, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but uh, we have some things to get to this week. Uh, later on, we're going to get into a little Clockwork Torgo. You chose, I watched, and I will give my thoughts a little later on. Uh, but till then... I need to know about what geeky things you did, especially you, Vlarg, and Jeff, and your and your bathroom adventures. All right. <laughs> the bathroom adventures of Vlarg and Jeff. Boy, that's a comic that needs to be written, ain't it? But first, uh, what, did I, what else did I do this week? Um, I said I tried. When, when, when we were hanging out on, on Saturday, I said I tried Bannerlord uh, uh, Mountain Blade 2, and yes. I wasn't crazy about it. Barry, do or do not, there is no try. Ah, Jeff's back. Yeah, Jeff's back, everybody. (laughs) The fucking kill that high. They can't all be winners, buddy. Nope. Um, But I'm going to spoil your groove with it anyway. (laughs) So so we met earlier this week. You said you weren't vibing with that game. No, but I figured you were really digging it. I'm going to give this another shot. 
Because Sunday, all I fucking did was play Skyrim. I mean, I woke up, I fed the cat, I sat down, and I played goddamn Skyrim for 12 fucking hours. Ooh. Jesus. Wait, you didn't feed the cat the second time in that 12 hours? <laughs> well, no, I paused the game, fed okay. the cat, fed myself. Because I know how Bartimaeus is when he's ready to be fed. Yeah, he's, he's a little insufferable. Bitch. But uh, I, I, I fed the cat, don't worry. But I played a lot of Skyrim, got my enchanting up to 100, got my uh, 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 the other thing, the smithing up to 100, just banging out quests in my, and, and this never-ending quest list, it's killing me. But I'm really getting there, but I afterward I was like, ah, I want to try Bannerlords. I, I put a few hours into it on Monday and on Tuesday. It's it's better than I thought. It is. Because it, it wasn't vibing with you. It start. wasn't. And, and now that I'm, I'm into it a little more, I see exactly why it was bugging me. And I don't know that I'm going back to it. Um, a lot. I find that a, a lot of it is nigh unplayable. Um Maybe it's just on on Xbox that it's unplayable, but the the, the interface is crap. Um, it's very difficult to actually click on the buttons you want. Once you tr- once you figure out a way to get over that, the actual battle scenes. First, the loading time is atrocious. Yeah. Uh, the battle scenes. It's so hard to control a battle. It's so hard to do anything on a horse. It the arena, the one on one arena fights. I kick ass at that, and that's fun, but it's always the same thing. You can't possibly beat me in the arena anymore, so I just go and get my money, collect my thing, and leave. It's it's boring, and there's all these tons of NPCs, but none, they all have no personality whatsoever. No, there's, no, no. there's no way to talk to them to do anything. It's just an unending, I go here, I kill these guys, I go here, I kill these guys, I get their stuff, I ransom them off, that's it. It's rinse and repeat, and I can see myself getting... Super bored with this real soon, so I'm gonna cut myself off now instead of wasting any more time. Fair, I so, think that's absolute fair. Yeah, that's the other geeky thing I did this week. But the other thing we did, Jeff and I did, yes. uh, we went to what is becoming one of my favorite bars in Vegas, the uh, Red Dwarf. And on Tuesday nights they do drinks and dragons. Now is I, that one Tuesday a month, right? Is or is it, one, it two? It one, it's like one or two. I don't know. So I, so he said the next one was like three weeks. I think. No, so whatever. You, so. Drinks and dragons. Drinks yes. and dragons. I know. I it was the D and D in a bar. How do you yes. play D and D in a bar? So I was, I was so curious. So we went there, and they say, "Hey, everyone, we're starting. You know, get in groups, or if you need a group, we'll put you with a group." So Jeff and I got put with uh, three other people. They're real nice. Yep. Uh, I think it's uh, Casey, uh-huh. uh, Sunshine Band, Teresa, yes. and Casper. Yep. Um, real, real cool people, and they've all played D and D before, so that was super helpful. Yes, very helpful. Um, they give us all character sheets and they elect one person to be the DM. Well, I'm not a fucking forever DM. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I'm happy with that. I, I, I like being that. Um, so they they hand you a packet and it's like the, a there's packet. There's like there's packets. There's packets. Uh, it's a little three ring binder. It had a uh, binder. <laughs> Jesus H Christ. Like a real thin there's one. There's like some work that goes into this. Yeah, there's so, work. What's that? It's just a fucking binder. Dude. Well, yeah. I'm talking it about has... the bar. The bars put some work. No, in no, it. no. The guy yeah. does it. I don't yeah. know if they're how the guy that affiliated. runs it. He's affiliated with the bar, oh, but he's not. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, right. the guy that runs it. Uh, he hands you Got a little it. three ring binder that has. Uh, several pre-drawn, uh, pre-rolled characters. Right. Fifth, uh, fifth so that, level, in case you're curious. Yeah. Um, so it made it easier Fighting. as far as... Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Made it easier as far as getting Flight. started. Sure. Because goodness knows, rolling your characters takes yeah, yeah. forever. Yeah. Now, that's that's Lewis's night. Yeah. Charge-in night at the Red Dwarf. 
<laughs> oh boy. Major Matt would be so fucking happy. But the DM gets like a, a, a short synopsis of the adventure and then things to read and a lot of it's puzzles. Yes. A lot okay. of it's puzzles. Oh, you'd love that shit. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's That's maybe, why I didn't invite you, Kay. Yeah. It's maybe two pages per chapter and there's like four chapters uh-huh. and each one's like a half an hour. It, it's very short. Um they just burned right through like the puzzles and the enemies and stuff. It was it was except uh, the first well the one. first one the first riddle we just oh man we were throwing everything at that first riddle was, so it's up to the DM was black white red all over is that the yeah it's yeah, one of those that type kind of things. things yeah I'm not gonna it's, it's basically it was uh you uh everyone is born with it some oh, laud it some are Herpes. embarrassed by it you know blah 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 and you know after. Round and round and round of and I was giving like little hints. Virginity. Uh, Am I wrong? Am I wrong? What? It was name that we were. It was a name. I don't know. I think your answer fits too. What name? Virginia. Not not a a name. You fuck you. (laughs) I liked your answer better, Kay. (laughs) So I'm good at these things. Things like that, and occasionally you'd have to fight something, and in the end you fight like this undead thing. But it was it was a little weak. Okay. It was a little weak. There were, well, Barry didn't design was, the adventure. Now, I so. didn't design it. I just ran it. Rules is written. Are, are, now, is this like a is this like a con tournament where you're all each table is doing the same adventure? It's not a and, tournament. Yes. Everyone's doing the same adventure, yeah. and it's really up to the DM how they run it. And I think okay. I ran it okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, you did fine. With, I would with assume. No prep. Yeah. Um, I have notes, obviously. I'd be like, I would have made the guy a little harder or whatever. But it's it's fine. It, it was fun. We had fun doing it, and I would yes. do it again. I would and, do it again. You know, this is the first time in probably close to thirty years I've played D anD D, so yeah, uh, I was so, very rusty. Except I would, I would encourage people bring dice that you can see yes. well in the dark. Oh my god, yeah, we had really cool looking dice that that Barry brought, but they Couldn't were black them. with red lettering on them. Couldn't read, them. and it was so tiny. <laughs> the, Todd, the numbers on Todd them were so put tiny. his paint skills to use for me years ago. And painted the numbers into some glow-in-the-dark dice I had. Nice. Those would have been good. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I I could barely read anything in that bar, so I had to put on my gla- my old man glasses and read my... That bar I is wish- dark. Yeah. Yes. That uh, bar is dark. Well, no one wants a bright bar. Then you get to look at what people actually look like. I really wish I'd bought one when I saw Especially it years ago. Bar. I think it was on Kickstarter. It's not a nerd bar, though. They so, had uh, hey, dice that had... Uh, a little ultra capacitor in there. Mm. So when you put it on the playing mat for a few minutes, it would charge up that ultra capacitor. So Ooh. when you, they were still perfectly weighted, but when you rolled it, they would glow. So you could easily see the numbers on it. I wish I'd have bought one of those. Jeez Louise. It was That's really a Kickstarter. Cool. Yeah. And, and every mm. so often I'd, I'd hear and uh, the sound of dice rolling off the little bar oh, table. Oh, shit. Like, oh, shit. Punk, punk, punk. Oh, those things are gone forever then. <laughs> and they, he would, like, between the rounds, say, all right, if everyone buys the, one of these two beers, you get plus one to all your rolls. Yep. <laughs> nice. See, I did that. That's, nice. how, that's how you sell. It's like when yeah. I used to sell that's how you points sell. to my players back Didn't they, the like, day. finish that, a bottle of whiskey? That's how you yes. sell it to the bar. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 They had a, um, was it Jack Daniels Honey, I think it was? Some kind of whiskey shop. Uh, it, was, like, it was a bottle of whiskey they were trying to get rid of, and they basically... Uh, they did the five dollar shot, and anybody that bought this shot got uh, plus one to all their rolls, and <gasps> and sure enough, Smart. they sold out of the bottle. Smart. Yeah. In fact, the Makes bartenders sense. are like, "We went through the whole bottle we had, and we had to break out another one." Oh, so, Todd, you know what you make? 
gelatinous cube shots. <laughs> oh. ah. Yes. Ah. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, plus, yeah, two, baby. Plus, plus two to your rolls for that yeah. one. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hell. Yeah, so uh, that's what we did. Now, in the end, uh, I think eight tables uh, got through the adventure. Yes. And so the DMs would go up and roll a big big tweet D20 and see if they won a prize. I got like second highest. Uh, and the prize was a D&D, uh, like a 5th edition starter kit. Oh, yep. very nice. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty fun. That's really cool. Uh, do you think that if I got a shot of, say, Class Azul, I'd get plus five my rolls? I'm trying to negotiate a better role. No. If you gave me a shot of Class Azul, I'd give you plus five. See? That shit's awesome. Right, exactly. So yeah. I get a decent shot of tequila. Jaeger bombs and, and give you advantage. <laughs> hey. well, it sucks I didn't win because oh, uh, of okay, the table fine. we ran. Uh, we we rolled our own d6 to see who would get it, and if we if we want it, and it was, oh, I want it, and yep. it, it was agreed. And everyone was like, "Yeah, you know what? We already have it. You can give it away on your show." But sadly, I didn't win it. However, uh, screw it. Let's give away a fifth edition starter set. Yeah. Right the hell shit. now. Now that's, I'm really upset. I didn't go. Great idea. Why didn't you go, Kay? I didn't know about it. <laughs> oh. Kay was oh, wait, pitching wait, wait, a wait, fit wait, earlier. Wait, wait. <laughs> pitching a little baby fit because I didn't call him like at the last minute and go, hey, come down to the bar. Right. You, you you brought the guy who hadn't played D&D in 30 years. Yeah. yeah. But the guy who hadn't played D&D in 30 days? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck that guy. So let's give something away. <laughs> All right. It's, you I'm... know what? It's even early to give something away, but who cares? Yeah. Let's just do it. See, people... If you subscribe to our Kofi at the, at the tier two level, you can get fun things at random. All right, so uh, grab grab the uh, randomizer over there. The yes. randomizer. The randomizer. I never know which way to pull this thing. We'll just do it this way. You'll, you'll learn eventually. The yeah. Bingo Neo. The Bingo Neo. <laughs> That's what it's called. Well, I'm glad you gave it its proper name instead of just the Bingo. Well, we thing. don't we want to pimp the company. All right. No. Courtesy of the Yi Fang. <laughs> Toys Factory. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck that is? I need some music. Right. Ready. All right. Bam. 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 And it is your job to indoctrinate someone into the world of Dungeons That's and Dragons. Right. Ah, there it is. Congratulations, Scoop Bucky, and uh, and Congrats. thank you, every one of you Kofi members that support Absolutely. the show. Absolutely, you're awesome. Yes, yes. Uh, and speaking of Kofi members, yeah. I have I have I have something to read really quick. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, episode or two back, uh, Mad Martron uh, didn't get. <laughs> Didn't get one of his prizes. And oh, shit, I got to remail his stickers, too. Uh, oh, it just dawned on me. Damn it. Uh, but he, he uh, so we had to mail him something really good. Okay, yes. And we did. But Yes, we did. He, uh, he so, got the most amazing thing. So we selected a super special prize that had to do with that week's show. Yes. Mm-hmm. And what, the one before, technically. What did Matt Martron get? Well, he got Cop Rock, the complete series <laughs> on DVD. <laughs> Woohoo! Just think, you too could win. <laughs> I don't know if it's called, it's called winning at that point. But uh, I asked him, said, hey, did you get it? And he's like, 
Yes, I am five episodes in, and I think I might have inadvertently summoned something when I started singing along. I have named it Cthulhu, Bard of Chaos, Destroyer of Plots, and every time I sing, I swear it's getting larger. All I can say right now is lawyer in a raspy growl, and I cannot tell whether it's trying to Mirandize me or asking for my help. I'm open to ideas. <laughs> wow. Congratulations, nice. Martron. Very nice. Oh, amazing. Although Cop Rock. Prime prize. Gotta yeah. say. One other thing, if you're hearing this right now, you've probably still got time to register on Board Game Arena for the uh, for a Seven Wonders Architects. Okay. Uh, we got a new uh, we got a new uh, tournament going on, and anybody can join that. Anyone can anybody join. At all. I think you got to have a uh, hundred of their points. So you, you can't be a complete noob and play it. Just, oh. just play a couple rounds. You'll get it. It's not a big deal. So, mm, Man. Yeah, I think I call it the Teriyaki Burger Open. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a you thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm naming them all after food. <laughs> you don't say. I do say. Well, it was I his do. favorite Carl's Jr. Burger for a long time. Very much so. The Teriyaki Burger with the Captain Crunch Shake, which I can no longer eat. Which they don't even have. So they don't even have that burger anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah what? He missed the grilled. Pineapple. It's not that, dude. It's a, it's an, like a, like a mild milk allergy. Or oh, something. Yeah. Getting old. Rumble, rumble, Do rumble. Do you dip rumble. the burger into the crafted crunch shake? No, I'm not a goddamn animal. <laughs> you I take a know. bite and you take a sip it's at the same time. So it's all mixes no, together anyway. No, no, no. You take a bite, you swallow, you go. Ah, I think I'd like some Captain Crunch shake now, and then you have a sip. I've and never you, said that sentence in my life. It's yeah, as bad as the people that dip their fries in their frosting. There's nothing it's wrong it, with that. I don't know Jeez, about that. There's a lot of things wrong with that. So you know what gets me What's is that? like Barry is the most svelte of our group. He isn't even Midwest svelte like Jeff. He is. He's he's, he's got all, some good metabolism. He's doing all right, and he is the. Food addict, nut, always on his mind, motherfucker. And I think I gotta lose some some weight and get in shape. Sorry, <laughs> you, that doesn't why, change. Why, why the apology? I don't know. I don't know. I don't get the apology. I, I, it was a sarcastic. Yeah, apology. I think uh, he uh, was you, saying. You are in sorry. Shape, you're Barry. not me. Round. Sorry, you're not me. <laughs> I have to lose weight. Well, well, speaking of putting dumb shit in your mouth, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Jeff so, brought a what's going in my mouth this week. He, so he did, but he noticed he also didn't explain about the the kneeling in the bathroom thing. No. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> do you want to go back and explain that, Jeff, or just want to keep that nebulous in our fans keep it minds? keep the mystery alive there? Let's just say I I we were at the table Let's and just, I said uh-huh. I got to go to the restroom. I'll oh, be right back. That's how it always starts. I came back immediately. Barry gives me this look. I'm like that bathroom is so disgusting right now. Uh Apparently, like the urinal backed up and whatever, it was all over the floor. I was just, it was disgusting. Still yeah. one of my favorite bars. It's, yeah, I, I, it's not been like I've been in that restroom before. It's not been like that before. Yeah, have you now? So, it's it's got it's, one of the best glory holes in town. <laughs> <laughs> and well, the important lesson there, folks, is always be the first at your table to go to the restroom. <laughs> right. So if you have a mishap, you can come out of there going, Psh, "That thing is a sty." I don't know who was in there before me, but that fucking pig. <laughs> oh, spe- shit. Speaking of dive bars with shitty restrooms, hey, Microscope's going to be in town pretty soon. Guess where we're going, buddy? Oh, no. Nice. We're going to the Red Dwarf, and the you bad. get to be in the glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. I, yeah. I, I, it's all right. Jeff's going to be there. At this point, I apparently everybody on Kofi is a winner. Okay, right? I'm, everyone's I'm not a sure winner who's Kofi. won. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, as Jeff said, it's always be the good, best to be the first to go in. That way, you could choose which side. <laughs> <laughs> tier six is a glory hole tier of uh, no, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. <laughs> glory oh, hole wow. and sticky floor tier. Nope. Oh. Wow. Nope. Veto. Wow. <laughs> Somehow seller. Jeff, what do you have? <laughs> so, <laughs> this week's What's Going in My Mouth is brought to you by Cork's fav- uh, most famous bartender. Favorite? Darren. Did I hear favorite? Uh, he keeps saying favorite, and I oh. have to keep correcting him that it's like the most famous, <laughs> and now he's got me doing it. <laughs> so, who's his favorite bartender? He's he's upset with the way that there we call him that on the show because there. he's like, I'm not the favorite bartender. I said, no, it's most famous. You keep hearing it wrong. So, who is the favorite bartender? Uh, it, it depends on what time of day you went, apparently. <laughs> uh, I know which one was my favorite. Aww. Aww. Oh, not, so dude, sweet. not Jeff. I'm oh, talking, oh, about, oh. I'm talking about Heather. Man, oh, she was shit. Oh. oh, not Stacy? No. No? Really? <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, right. Stacy. Sorry. All right. Yeah, yeah no. no, I... Anyway. I, I, all love to Stacy, but... but uh, I don't think I ever knew Heather, though. No, so. it was before your time, dude. Yeah, before my time. But anyway. Anyway. So, <laughs> hey, we talked about Star Trek The Experience. Everyone take a drink. We're about to. Because Easter is coming up soon. Yes. Ah, the blood of Christ. Darren sent oh, this. Awesome. Darren sent this for what's going on in my mouth. Oh, is it boiled bunny? What is it? It is Peeps flavored Pepsi. Yes. Oh, yes. Holy no. shit, Bob. Thank you. Thank you. They Darren. seriously no. did that? It. They've done it before, and it went away for several years. Apparently, they decided to bring it back for this year. I'm so excited. Darren saw it at the store. It was one of the last, uh, like, think four packs they had on the shelf. <laughs> he bought a four pack. Well, and we only got one. His daughter loves Peep, so he bought her, uh, bought the four pack, and gave her one. I don't know what Fine. he did with the other two, but he gave he gave one for the show. Dumped it right in the so, garbage. <laughs> I don't know that he's tried it. He didn't say because he said he wanted to uh, see what we thought about it. And he thought it was perfect oh, for what's so going on in my mouth. Pigs. Okay. So, mm. I am fine with this. This is Peeps Pepsi. So do, if you want to pass that do down, you, Barry. Uh, when you put this in the microwave, does it explode? <laughs> uh, that I can't oh, tell wow. you. Oh, wow. Uh, first thing when you grab it, uh, give it a whiff. At the, give the, it a whiff. The aroma yeah. give it a whiff. is immediate. Give it a whiff. So uh, I wanted to bring this since that, I knew I was going to wow. be here this week. Wow. What is that? It doesn't smell like peeps. It smells it's, like it's pure vanilla, is what that is. Yeah, it is vanilla, super vanilla. It's vanilla in Pepsi. It's it's interesting you say that too because I remember I bought a, um, a marshmallow flavored creamer mm-hmm. for coffee, and I swear to God, it tasted exactly like the that same French vanilla creamer that they serve. And I'm like wondering if they just swapped the labels. In that particular instance, that's so. really what is the flavor of marshmallow? Yeah, it's, it's it's sugar and you know sugar. So so many interesting tastes. It just depends on today. whether they add oh, any flavoring to it or not. We'll, we'll talk about All that. All right, in a let me give it a whiff because I you know I've yeah been we've had a lot here. today, so we'll talk about it in a minute. But let's. Uh, it really does smell vanilla y. Like it's very heavy like, vanilla. Do you ever have vanilla, vanilla Coke? Yes, yeah. I love vanilla Coke. Well, then you're gonna like this. All right. Well, okay. Right. Pass the down down the hatch. <laughs> too, too much sugar. Wow, that is ridiculously sweet. Oh, that's like drinking a cotton candy. You Ooh, know what? I will give them props. That tastes more like marshmallow than vanilla. The vanilla is very prominent. Yes. You can, but yes. I get a marshmallow. You can almost taste your tongue running against the roughness of the peep. 
Yeah, when you get yeah, when you get past the initial uh, flavor say. hit, you definitely get the marshmallow. Oh God, that's gonna make it's my got. In fact, weird. it's got a very marshmallow finish to it. Yes, it does. I you know what? I like it. It's, I'm not. It's not. It's, it's certainly not, not something I would drink regularly. Yes, exactly. Like a four pack would be way too much. I agree. A one pack is way too much. But it's it's something I could like have a small <laughs> bottle of that a year. Okay. Right around Easter. I'll go with that. You know what? Oh. Uh, it's certainly not the worst. What's going in my mouth? We've ever had. Definitely not. No, it's no. It's no Stephen Skull's lightning. Oh, I, I don't drink soda. So right. that's going to be super sweet to me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, ah. it, I do drink soda on rare occasions, and that is really sweet to me. So I've, I, I've, I've had to cut back because of doctors. Yeah, Coke's been doing that weird thing where they release flavors, but they yes. call them things like dream and yes. move and just random words that mean nothing. Uh, yeah. And it and, gives you no indication of what the actual drink is going right. to taste like. Uh, they've released uh, uh, their newest one, and I had it. And it's very similar to this, okay. Except the finish is very sugar cookie, but it's kind of the same hmm. experience. I'm trying to remember the name of the one that I had uh, initially bought for the show, and I know Matt like nixed the uh, idea of tasting it on the show, so I ended up drinking it myself because it was sitting in the refrigerator, um, and it tasted very much like a mango Coke. I actually really enjoyed it. You know, I was very surprised. You know what's surprisingly good? What's that? Mango zero sugar Pepsi. Really? I didn't even know that was a thing. It's a thing, and the flavor is very prominent. It mm-hmm. tastes sweet without having sugar in it. I do highly recommend it. It's excellent. I'm going to have to give that a shot. And and the, I uh, I'm not, I, the, you, a guy that normally normally doesn't go for nang, mango. I don't care for the flavor really? of mango really? usually. And But this was really good. So, remember wow. mango sours? Mango sours? Oh, my God. Altoids put out mango-flavored sours, and they Ooh, were amazing, and they discontinued them. That makes me sad. What do, you, what do you feel about passion fruit? I like passion fruit. Because we have a, 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 a place I work, we have a, a passion fruit cocktail. It's a, basically it's like a passion fruit um, uh, margarita on the rocks. It's really good. Liberico makes a chili passion pepper fruit in it. syrup. Oh, it's amazing. Just Passion fruit's good. Booze. Can you make a chocolate pudding shot? Yeah, it's called yeah. chocolate pudding. <laughs> shot. Yes. You just have less chocolate pudding than you normally would in a uh, in a cup, and that's a shot. Are you looking for that consistency of pudding, or do you just want that flavor? I'm 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 looking on building on the whole gelatinous cube shots. Oh, I see. Idea. Yeah. Um, we need a oh. black pudding shot. We need an ochre jelly shot. Mm. We yeah, need a green can, slime shot. Jello. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can you can make Jello shots out of just about any flavor. Pudding. Uh, it's not going to have the consistency of pudding. Yeah. It's going to have more of the consistency of Jello. Hmm. But you could I don't know you I'm could theoretically take a pudding base and whip it with alcohol mm. and make a typical. Will that hold like together? Can we put in just um, a powdered alcohol? Mm-hmm. Powdered, yeah, you can. powdered alcohol. What the know. hell is you powdered can, alcohol? But why would you want to? <laughs> <laughs> It, powdered alcohol is the thing. It's it's really bizarre. Why can't I people knew. just take their alcohol Jeff, like normal? Back. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. In liquid fucking form. Fuck you too. Like those bars. You're like and here. Your take your cynicism. alcohol and your vapor. We get the hell out of here. It's some millennial bullshit. <laughs> I'm gonna vape my booze. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Jeff, it's only fair, and again, thank you, Darren. Appreciate <laughs> you. It's only fair that you let us know what you did since we've seen you last. Ah, uh, that's quite the loaded question. Um, <laughs> Pick and choose, please. Absolutely. Well, um, <laughs> I have been watching Picard season three. Okay. I'm very much enjoying that, although I can't help but 
see the pair. Uh, has anybody at the table watched? Have not. Uh, have. Okay. Of course I have. Do you not see the ridiculous parallels between this and Star Trek Two? There are just so many. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, Nebula, dude. It's well, I mean, beyond that, there's so many other elements. There's that, a bit. There's a bit. Um, I don't want to get into spoilery territory, so I'll I'll save it for once the shit. I'll tell you, it's my favorite Picard so far. It is a really good season, absolutely. Um, and of course, Mandalorian started up two weeks ago, so I'm very much enjoying that, especially the episode that dropped today. Don't say anything. Uh, I'm I'm not saying anything. <laughs> the first one was a bit of a slog because it was all set up. But this episode was really good. Now, having said that, there is a series I did start, and I'm almost done with it. The last okay. two episodes dropped tonight, so I'll be watching it when I get home. Uh, Mel Brooks' History of the World Part 2 dropped on Hulu this week. How ah. is that? Uh, it's it's so much like the original, but there's more to it because it's going to be eight half-hour episodes. The last two dropped tonight. So, um, so far, they've had the six half-hour episodes. I mean, it's an all-star cast. You've got people like Ike Kroll, Wanda Sykes. Uh, you've got Johnny Knoxville in it. Uh, you've got Zazie Beetz, Jack Black, uh, Rob Corddry. I mean, the list goes on and on. Richard Kind. But they're all doing it in that same style as History of the World Part 1, where it's just little snippets of history in that very Mel Brooks style. Now... Mel Brooks was part of the writing team, but he's not the only writer. So it has a little bit more of a modernized flair to it. And it makes sense considering the cast is a lot younger, obviously. But uh, there's some definite laugh out loud moments. Now, not every joke is going to hit with everybody because that's no, just that's the a way Mel Brooks it is. Thing anyway. Exactly, exactly. But there's some downright awesome little jokes that, that have just made me laugh out loud. Uh, while I've been watching this. So do I recommend it? Absolutely. Will everybody like it? Absolutely not. Is this something you feel that you should watch the first one before? I would two? I would definitely watch History of the World Part 1 just so you know what you're getting yourself into. Um, it's probably not the most well-known of Mel Brooks' films, but it is super entertaining. I mean, the Inquisition, Inquisition is still my... Oh, my God. That segment is still... Here we go. Ridiculous. And I absolutely love it. Um, but, yes, uh, definitely hey, watch History of the World Part 1. Josephus, hey, Oedipus. Hey, motherfucker. It is a musical, so Barry's going to hear it. Yeah, that was exactly how it happened. Nailed it. Yeah. That Boom. particular segment is a musical, so obviously Barry will hate it. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, never liked yeah. that part. There, there, there are elements of this uh, part two that are musical. So Ooh. bear that in mind if you do watch it, Barry. I am bearing it. It's Mel Brooks. I'll just deal with it. Our victory over the Cretans from Spartan. That was supposed to go. Oh, <laughs> make that the Spartans from Crete. It's good to be the king. But hump, yes, hump anyway. Death, hump death, hump death. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Yes. That, uh, anyway. Shut up, scum. That's good to know. That's uh, worthwhile. I, I, I am enjoying it. I am definitely enjoying it. All right. Anything uh, else, Jeff? <sighs> that, you know, I'm going to leave it there just because okay. uh, 
I could go on and on and on, and we have got a show to do. We do. Well, we're kind and of doing Gerson it. hasn't um, got to talk about what he wants he hasn't. But let me interject real quick because we no 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 we, yeah we, we got to talk about this yes because we had hot dogs today before the show yeah uh, that's how nerdy we are yes because we were talking about hot dogs for the last couple episodes for some reason <laughs> I don't know why it's Cause, just there because it's, it's one of our awards of food freak a little what, bit what sh- and we we, we we had a a pre what's going in my mouth but a good thing uh, we got this <laughs> I hate when it's pre <laughs> it's pre yeah yeah well I'm not gonna have hot dogs during the show it's humiliating oh, you feel man they start all that it happens to every guy bullshit you're right. just like what I know you're lying I know about? you're lying and then like Jeff your knees are wet yeah I've lost it what? Okay. Um, it's a we got, this, joke, we, got a, we got a gift of uh, Bertman's original ballpark mustard from uh, from Hyde. He said, since my fellow Clevelander Froyog brought it up, this is all you need in a hot dog. My dad had season tickets to the Indians growing up, so this is a standard for me. I hope you enjoy from Hyde. And you know what? I I liked it. I liked it because it's like a cross between a honey mustard and... And a spicy brown mustard. It's got that spice, spicy brown uh, feel to it, but it's not that spicy. So and it doesn't have mustard. as much horseradish in it, for sure. Yeah, it's not like a bright yellow mustard. Yeah, it's it's yeah. nice. It was good. It was. I had that and onions on mine. Terrific. Yeah, really, I enjoyed it. I had onions and the, the relish. The relish. It's your fault. I had relish. Actually, it's mine. I had the last of the relish. Ah, Sorry. Ha, ha, Sorry. Ha, ha. I, I went last. They left me no relish. No yes. relish. But I tried a little bit of just hot dog and bun with the mustard, and it's a solid It's a solid uh, dog. Now, I kind of wish I had brought sauerkraut over, though. Mm. And I had some in the back of the fridge. Uh, Leave I think that the back of the fridge out of this. It's fine. Uh, I think it would have been good with sauerkraut. But again, mm. if it's a ballpark yeah. dog... Mm. They probably they don't they don't normally serve sauerkraut in the ballparks, do they? Do they? Yeah, I, it's normally the base condiments. Yeah. That that's more of a New York street dog. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You want to be street, yo? Get the crowd. Nailed Streets it. is you real, yo. It. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, yeah that's I, right, man. It's interesting because they've gotten a lot more gourmet with the ballparks now, like at the at the baseball parks, and it's crazy. Go in there, you're thinking, oh, I just want a hot dog. And then you go out, they have this giant list of hot dogs that they have Well, more than now. that, they have like whole cheese steaks Yo, and gosh, all kinds yeah. of actual good food. Of course, the last and time I went to a ball game with you, yeah. we, I had hot dog. But it was, it was a Chicago dog. Absolutely. And it's crazy, too, because... Sorry, Kirsten. They have so many concession stands I've been to now. ball games with Jeff. Yes, he has. Yeah. Kirsten and I are, are, are sharing custody of Jeff. It's because I'm not uh, here all the time. I, sh- uh, apparently, sharing is a very loose word. <laughs> I think Baron we're abiding a... the terms yeah. of of the agreement. Yeah, the terms of the agreement written by Barry. Biding the terms of the agreement. Didn't say who wrote them. <laughs> the non-binding terms of the. Apparently, <laughs> you get him on Mondays through Wednesdays. Oh, I get him Thursdays through Wednesdays, Thursdays except on D and D night on Tuesdays. Well, you know, shit happens. <laughs> yeah. Talk, tell it to the judge. What'd you do this week? I've never felt so wanted in my life. That's awesome. <laughs> he, he pays me child support. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. It's always about the money with he you. He pays Barry. for the for the towels to, to to dry your knees. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. And you go to dive bars and kneel. I was gonna say, Jeff, you go through a lot of towels. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of dive bars. What'd you do this week, man? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... That but just leave your mouth open. Uh, yeah, that's uh, is that what you do uh, all week. Uh, yeah, glory holes that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I congratulated uh, <laughs> the New Age Sword and Sorcery magazine because they fulfilled oh, their Kickstarter. Yay! Good on them. Congratulations to them. They, I think they actually hit a stretch goal for extra art. Nice. So they can pay for extra art. There'll be like two pieces of art for just about every story and or article. So that was cool. I'm very happy to support that and see that moving forward. So I am waiting... I, I waited, if that's a, if that's a thing, um, to get paid because there is another Kickstarter coming out. It's called Shadow Dark. Shadow Dark. Um, what's her last name? Kelsey Dion, I believe, is her last name. She is a uh, she's been an adventure writer for Five E, but she has started dipping her toes into the OSR. And so she's come up with Shadow Dark, which is sort of, uh, she's doing a kind of cross between 5E and some OSR stuff. Now, if I remember, isn't that the Underdark, but in the Shadowfell? No. This That's is, exactly what it's called. It's, well, this is the just, Underfell in the Shadow Dark. This is just... What the fuck is that? This is her thing. Shut up. Okay. Jesus Christ. What are they calling it? Like Kristen, what'd you do? Okay, now I'm going to talk. Um, just suck on your candy cigarette. Yeah, right? really. I I like you're at Red Dwarf, kneeling. Um, Wow. A a kneeling Red Dwarf? (sighs) Wow. That's a short Red Dwarf. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tell me about Shadow Dark. So, well, it's it's um, it's looking like there's five E mechanics, but there's a lot of OSR philosophy behind it. So it's kind of resource driven. Mind your resources, stuff like that. And then uh, she does different types of rules for equipment. It's like slot-based rules as opposed to weighted and stuff like that. And it's a very dark, it's a very dark, uh, as you could guess, theme for it's not the it's not the bright, high fantasy, like, say, a forgotten realms. Shadow Dark is it's a system and a setting and the setting is is kind of kind of dark. So more <clears throat> more of that Lovecraftian feel and old school horror feel that old old D&D used to do. Um so I was going somewhere with this guy. Oh, yes. She used to have there there like two, three I think there were three like magazine size releases that she had on drive through RPG. This thing is for hardcover, softcover, gamer, you know, game master screen, all that extra tchotchke stuff for this Kickstarter. She wasn't even a week into it and she hit hundreds of thousands wow, of dollars. Nice. So she's on her way. Nice. She's kicking ass and taking names. And I saw an interview on um Questing Beast. I've talked about Questing Beast once or twice before. YouTube channel, Ben Milton. He's done a few games like Knave. Um, <clears throat> and he and Kelsey, they're interesting because they're a younger generation of gamer who are looking at the old, old school way of gaming, the OSR. And they get, you get a different perspective on it and a different appreciation for what's going on. Ben's also just like, I don't know, borderline genius or something because he's really smart and he has done some remarkable dissections of uh, 
old school role playing that just have explained the living hell out of <clears throat> a bunch of things and how they used to do the game that none of us ever really understood. So, um, so yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to get paid so I can drop uh, drop some support for that. If you are interested in OSR and five E type stuff. Take a look for Shadow Dark, one word, RPG Kickstarter, and uh, give it a thought because I think it's I think it'll be a good buy. I'm curious how the mechanics are different. Uh, I'm not asking you. I'm not yeah, expecting you to know right now, but I'm just curious. The, the, the most that I gleaned from it is it's very 5e oriented in terms of just the roll and add. Okay. But, um, oh, so no Thacko. Exactly. Okay. Right. No descending armor class. None. You know, just because it, it. Well, I'll, I'll get fucking started if I talk about Thacko. But you know, <laughs> th there's some parts of the old school where it's just nostalgia driven. But one of the things that's cool about people like Ben and Kelsey is there's no nostalgia there. So they'll sit there and they'll look at rules and themes and approaches and attitudes. And a lot of OSR is just attitude, you know, your 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 approach to the game, and they'll they'll go off that, but then they don't get you know enslaved to stupid shit like Thacko and descending armor class and other things like that. So they'll embrace cool aspects and and they come at it from a a younger perspective. It's it's I, it's something that I've would like to see more of because God damn it, but the vast majority of OSR people are just. And kids can't handle Thacko. That's why they need to roll a die and add a number to it. Oh, they're so stupid, you know. And it's yeah, just Elf like, is a class. Get yeah, the hell out of you here. know, it's well, you know, that it can be fun, right? But it's it. So it elf, really elfing is. can be fun. Old old school essentials is probably the preeminent OSR game out right now. And they've done a wonderful job of grabbing the old BX rules and doing all sorts of stuff to it. And one of the things they do is they actually, Barry, have successfully incorporated race as class or race as a separate. So you could literally have a, have a party where you have a f elf fighter magic user, but the next person over is just an elf. And you can have someone who's a Dwergar. Or can be like a Dwergar fighter thief or something like that. What's the difference? The difference will be in um, the experience point table and the way they break up, the, the way they do the hit points, the way they'll do spell slots and stuff in the case of the uh, elf fighter magic user versus just the plain elf class. And they've done a great job of balancing things out. It's actually very impressive. So... When I get a little more cash, I think in the future, some OS old school essentials gifts for a certain Barry and a certain major meh will be in order. Oh. So although I, I love I love Lewis. And you know what? The the son of a bitch does collect role playing games, but every time I show him something, he's like, Oh, I don't know how you would use that in a game. And it's like Dude, it's not about in it's not about welding this into a 5e game necessarily. It's just exploring how things are done differently. But he always gets very literal with that sort of thing. But then I do I do that anyway. I love just tinkering around with systems. So I can't stand actually not tinkering. So, so anyway, 
Um, so I got wrapped up in uh, Shadow Dark. Otherwise, we're up against the deadline for the Q2 print at the magazine, so I haven't had a lot of time to do other things, except at one point I had done something with uh, two other guys. Ah, yeah. And before we get into Clockwork Torgo, I just want to put it out there. It's been a while since I've had a book suggestion. It's been a while since I read a book I felt I could suggest. And I, I, I found that book. Uh, the first book I'm going to suggest of the year. Uh, probably the best book. It might be the best book I read all year. Really? Uh, and the book has got a very, very generic title. It's called Black Tide. It's by Casey Wells, I believe. No, Casey Jones. That's uh, the letters K-C and Jones. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Not Casey Jones. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I wanted to differentiate, definitely. Not, not, not the Turtles one and not the, uh, the pirate one, right? Right. And, and like when I uh, read Salvation, this was a book that I just grabbed digitally out of the library's catalogs. Like, eh, this sounds like it could be fun. Uh, mix the mist with Cujo, and you basically have Black Tide. Yikes. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it is a book written in first person, but from the point of view of two different characters and two well-thought-out and interesting characters who have a bit of a isolated one-night stand, and it just so happens that that night uh, Earth and another dimension collide and leave bits of each other in each, <laughs> each wow. place. And they don't... Re- they're one of the few people... One of the last people to realize it happened because they were just out having their own thing. And how they deal with it. It's You, you know what's fucking hilarious? What's that? I have actually wondered about that. Yeah, like you know, you go off and you have that lost weekend with somebody, and it's just like great. And it's like, okay, gotta go back to the real world now, boy. But boy, was that weekend fun! You step out the door, and you're like, what the fuck? Hey, there are people who were in the woods for a long time and came out, and it was COVID shutdown time. Imagine what they came back to, right? (laughs) The stakes are really high in this. The creatures he imagines are very, very good. Uh, One somewhat derivative, but still has a nice spin to it, so it still feels fresh. And uh, I didn't know how this was going to end, if it was going to be good for anyone. And that's a well-written book. Because there's been a lot of books I've read in the last few years where I'm like, well, I know how this is going to end, and that's exactly how it does. Uh, this one kept me guessing, and I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up getting picked up to be made into a film, because it would be, aside from the creature effects, pretty cheap to make. It's kind of a, a two to three set film. It takes place, most of the book takes place in one area of the beach, and that is it. And there are two characters with a few quick side characters, um, and just really focused, high action, and kind of short at 250 pages. So if you're looking for a fast, interesting read, put it this way, this is the last book I can think of that in easily a couple of years where I read it at home instead of just downtime at work during breaks or whatnot. Usually that's what I do most of my reading is just in between breaks at work. Uh, this one, I couldn't wait to get home to continue reading it, and I finished it today, and I just really couldn't put it down. Rare, very rare these days I find a book that 
captures that much. Very cool. But uh, well written. Uh, I look forward to whatever KC Jones has to offer in the future. Cool. Uh, but I highly recommend it. Black Tide. Uh, again, the title ain't much, but the book is. I always cool. like those books where you can't put them down. That's that's the mark of a really good book. Like yeah. I, I got that from uh, um, what is it? Uh, the dude, the, the guy with the, the dude, thing, the Bowski. fucking old man's war. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Scalzi. <laughs> <laughs> Brain. I'm sitting here like the dude with the thing. The oh, guy with the thing. The down. <laughs> Pronouns. Uh, so yeah, quick, easy read. Enjoy it. I highly recommend it. Uh, okay, let's go into Clockwork Torgo. You chose Kofi members. I put the poll out there, and you said that I need to watch Crawl. And you were correct. And I, <laughs> you plugged that hole for me, monkeys. And I thank you. <laughs> Are you in that glory hole? Thank you to a point. Uh, in fact, uh, a little watch party was put together. I watched it with uh, Commander K and Vlarg here. Nice. Yeah, I'd never seen Cull. Yeah, apparently, Cull. Cull is a different. Cull the Conqueror is a I've whole different yeah. thing, and it's not that's, good. That's Whoops, not good. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, not the Krulls that's much better, but Cull the Conqueror is. Hey yo, whoa, oh. <laughs> dude! We had a little. We had a little journey down Vlarg's childhood memory lane. Apparently. So. Yeah, it's it's always difficult to go back and look at something critically when you're bumped up against nostalgia because I've done that a lot lately. I've gone back and looked at things that I really loved as a kid and gone, oh, yeah, that's not that great. Yeah, no. So Well, that didn't happen with Barry. Okay. <laughs> well, we know and, how Barry feels about it. What did you think? And, that's what, and you know what? Uh, bringing that up, Jeff, that's kind of how I'm trying to approach these. Okay. I, I'm trying to set myself in the mindset of where it would have been and what? This was 1982, 83 yeah. when this came out? And so I'm like, okay, what would you know, eleven year old Torgo feel about this film at the time? Crawl was eighty three, and I have to say, eleven uh, year old Torgo would have really would have really liked this movie. Uh, there there are parts of this that Torgo back then was really into traps in movies, ah. and this has some fun traps in it that yep. that's uh, that tickled Torgo's funny bone, little little Torgo, <laughs> tickled Torgo. Uh, however, tickle little Torgo. All right. <laughs> uh, 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 adult Torgo was having some issues with the film. There was no tickling adult Torgo. <laughs> Six year old Vlarg really liked it. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it is fantasy yet sci fi, but not really sci fi. It's actually just fantasy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the whole thing started. Okay, what's so damn confusing about this <laughs> is James Horner. The the music writer of this is on a tear. He is he's on drugs. He is writing his heart out, and it's not quite matching what's happening on the screen. But the movie starts with this great triumphant orchestral <laughs> score. <laughs> oh yeah, a a, a, something that that just screams out <clears throat> joy and triumph, while this dark, obviously evil asteroid is heading toward the planet i imagine james horner watching this and and, and writing notes and some people are all there going okay mr horner i i think we've got it and he, and he does a fat rail of white lightning and he's like no we need more french horns more french horns yeah oh, more God. just more drums 
Horner wrote a great score for another movie and put it on <laughs> yeah. this. That's what I think is happening here because well, it just doesn't match. If this is 83, it would have been right after Wrath of Khan. So. Dude, Star Trek it's and various forms was all over this score. You, yeah. could, you could hear trills and riffs from a number of Star Trek movies. <laughs> it's great. So it's a planet that's not populated by anyone. There's apparently 14 people that live on this entire planet. Yeah, that was creepy. (laughs) There's like a castle, immaculate castle, in the middle of like the field, and there's just nothing around it. People don't build castles like that. And uh, what's also funny is the field is like surrounded with rocks and, you know, like... uh, There's no paths. Yeah. There's no roads. Yeah, they're all just galloping... You know, all dozen of them are galloping across the grass, and and, and they're they're telling us that the king is going to be the king. There's some prophecy they're going to be the king of the galaxy, but there's nothing demonstrated on this planet that there's any spacefaring happening anywhere. Yeah, yeah it's swords, dude. Yeah, uh, the beast, the bad guy, just dropped his fortress on this planet and took it over with. Well, he only needed about 22 men because there's only 14 on the planet. (laughs) And so killed everyone but uh, our hero and stole his fiance because they did underage fiance because they didn't complete the ceremony so not married yet the ceremony that gives her fire powers which is very important later yeah later Uh, (laughs) yeah uh, but one thing that really struck me is like, okay, so then now here's the hero's quest. It's the whole Star Wars quest. Uh, young Buck meets mentor. Mentor puts him on the path, has to get the, the sacred weapon, and then go up trial after trial after trial young, to get to the beast. Young Buck, who you have to mention this, is wearing tights the entire time. Striped tights. Striped tights. Very, very Kiss Me Kate tights. Very pirate. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> there you go. It, that was for the ladies. It was funny because it's not on, not full on Technicolor Kiss Me Kate. This is probably yeah. like a a black and white Kiss Me Kate left over. Sure, sure, yes. <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah the contrast turned. But down. yeah, sure. that was for the ladies. You know those those tights. Yeah, yeah, that that came out of Howard Keel's closet. But there are no trials at all. What the, he, he, uh, the, the, he has absolutely hero it, has nothing to Todd, fight against. You on are the way. To, he had to fight against. Climbing rocks. He climbed a lot of that rocks. That one scene. He did climb a lot of rocks, and then his mentor climbed a lot of rocks. Yeah, uh, see, and and the mentor went across spider webbing. Yeah, the mentor had the trial. Yeah, oh, l- l- he had to put his hand in lava. Let's look at the that was not injustice. Lava. What was it? That was that thick, was thick water colored red. If th- that it was lava, it was not lava. Liquid hot magma. That was lava. He entered a cave. Someone left the glaive in the water and he picked it up. That's that was his trial. It was lava, and he had to do an ordeal of faith. There was there was nothing about an ordeal of what faith. What are you talking about? He stood there and he stared at the lava for like five seconds. It was a blinking contest. Yes, contest. yes, and he he won. did not blink. No, he didn't. He, by the way, folks, is a youthful and rather um, quaffed. Uh, Lieutenant Eddington from Deep Space Nine. From Deep Space yep. Nine, bad guy. Ken Marshall. Yeah. yeah. There's also a very young Liam Neeson in that film. Yes, and there Robbie is. Coltrane. Yep. Uh, Robbie Coltrane. Interestingly enough, uh, I, I and I vividly remember this. Lisette Anthony, who plays the princess, her voice was dubbed. Oh, very. Yes. Dubbed. Yes. And apparently, the reason they did that was they wanted because she was 19 when they shot this. They wanted 
the character to have a more mature sounding voice so that you don't think she's as young as she is. So that's why they had dubbed it over with an American actress doing that pseudo British accent. So yeah, it's, uh, I wish it, it, it always it always weirded me out when I was a kid because I'm like, why does everyone else sound normal and she sounds yeah, odd? Yeah, it, it, when before you know how film works, yes, when you can pick that up and you're just like, what's go? What? Maybe the audio is just a little weird. I'll just knock my TV, figure it out. What happened to her? Why is she? Yeah, why is she the only female? Right in this whole in the whole film, whole not film. true. There are Actually, the strange right. women yes. in in the forest that the, the take sp- care of people when they can. Oh, the right. spider. Right. Uh, wow, well, what the? Fuck? Oh, Where'd and they the spider from? woman. Yes. Where did the, where did the? They came from a nearby village. A nearby village. Because one of them, remember the Liam oh, Neeson. Yeah, He's got a wife Neeson. in every village. Yeah. Yeah. So he so went, basically one village. Yeah, there wasn't enough budget to show a village, but no, trust us, Let's it's there. It. They put all the budget into please, the, please finish that sentence. Glaive, <laughs> the <laughs> glaive, the which glaive. is which is not even yeah, really. That's well, that's what it was. It was a Jerry Lewis middle. Some, some of those <laughs> sets were real. Weapon. Oh yeah, no, they put a lot into the interiors of the beasts, uh, asteroid and the castle. fortress war. They built a, like an interior. Of Actually, a castle. that is true. They that is true. Someone spent a lot of money on walls, but no money on set dressing. Yeah, no, yeah. no benches. It was the no emptiest chairs. castle ever. Yeah, they built um, a lot of yeah. walls. Wild walls. Uh, but let's talk about the glaive for a second. Now, the my glaive. my experience my going glaive. to this movie, I didn't see this prior to this. I did have the Atari twenty six hundred game that came out at the time, oh, and of nice. course, I saw all the uh, the advertisements for it. And of course, the glaive is all over this. The glaive is what everyone remembers. Yep. Yeah. When everyone talks about crawl, the second thing they say is glaive. And so the glaive is like a five pointed spinning knife thing. Yes, it's a big throwing star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I was really disappointed in the lack of effectiveness of a glaive. Yeah, it was pretty lame. It was quite, quite lame. Didn't kill the bad guy. Stuck in the bad guy. Stuck. Couldn't get it out of the bad guy. Couldn't get really. it out of the bad guy. Didn't it just sit there? That was it? That's yeah, what yeah. it would try was. to move and then it wouldn't. It wasn't that the first time he ever used it? Like the first yeah. time yeah. he gets it, he wants to play with it and the old man's like... Do not do that now. Yeah, use it when it's necessary. When it necessary. And he's like, "Well, when's that? You will know." Well, you know, there were plenty of times when it was necessary. Didn't he, didn't he call him it. the old one? The old one has come down from the mountain. Yeah, it's like fifty something. Yeah, come yeah. on, man. <laughs> yeah, I did like the Cyclops. Cyclops was fun in an odd way. Played by Bernard Breslau, who was the giant Gort in Hawk the Slayer for real fantasy fans, which I've never seen. Never seen. We'll solve that. Uh, so, if I'm going to give it a grade, okay. Uh, you know what? Ten-year-old me, A-. minus. It's no Star Wars, but damn it, he would have loved it. Yeah, I would agree. Ten-year-old um, me, same thing. Six-year-old me. Uh, however, adult me, ooh. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's ooh. a lot of Flash and not much substance. Yeah, you know what? And even the Flash is not a yeah. lot of Flash. Yeah, the, the Flash is more like the... Uh, those little spinners you get in the 4th of July. <laughs> you light them and they... <laughs> and they you go must off. go hey. on the quest for the fidget. <laughs> I also enjoyed those as a six-year-old. So, <laughs> so what, what, what does adult Todd give it? Uh, 
D plus. Oh boy! Wow! wow. I would at least said C minus. Wow, D plus. You know what? That's not, the point of it. Wasn't for you to. to and you'll the, shoot your eye out. The point. <laughs> the point of it wasn't for you to give it an A. Now it was just it was, to fill in the gap. Yes. Fill the gap that where you need to have this in your head. So now, when someone says this is as good as crawl, you know where they're coming from. Right. And to have and contempt you can say, oh, for no, them. no, no, no. It's much better than Krull. Yeah. <laughs> right. so, so Last Starfighter is kind of my middle. I'll put that at a C. Right. So it's not as good as, as Last Starfighter. That's fair. Oh, definitely. I give Last Starfighter a C plus, but that's just me. Okay. And it's, it's funny because you could redo Last Starfighter, and I think it would work. I kind of wish they would. You because, could redo Crawl, right? Uh, but you would call it something completely different right. because it's just generic, and you'll make something else. And up. and it's you don't so even need a glaive; you just get a circular saw blade. Because I think my like going back and watching Last Starfighter as an adult, because I I have watched Crawl as an adult, and a, a lot of what you said, Todd, I agree with it. It's just there's not a lot of substance to it. There just isn't. Um, yeah, there's they, not there's not a lot of world building. There's not a lot of character building. And one of the things that I find with Last Starfighter is, watching that as an adult, there's a similar problem. You have some character development, but only one or two characters. You have characters that are supposed to be very important to the story that you don't get a lot of background on. And it has such potential as a story. A little more world world building, yeah. yeah. Little, and you yes, got the, you're and right. You got the music man playing a now, lizard dude. That the argument scared me. The yeah, argument could be made. The kid, oh god, that scared the hell out of me. The argument could be made that you're along for the journey, so you're learning as much about this war, yeah. with the Kodan Armada as yeah. the lead character. But I still feel like there was a lot more they could have done with that film. That yeah, like how did Zer get in charge of the Kodan? Yes, Armada? exactly. I don't get it. Because if you're going to do that whole split story where you're following your protagonist for some of it, and then you're following the antagonist for something for some of it, you do need to have a little bit of storytelling about why characters got to their certain points. But anyway, that getting teach on him. So thank you, Kofi members, for that first choice. Did fill in that blank. There's plenty of blanks left to fill. And nominations plenty are currently open for the next one. Go on to the, uh, the Kofi Discord and under Clockwork Torgo, put in your nominations. You can nominate up to two per month. And I'll be <laughs> selecting four from all the nominations and putting a poll out from that. And then you will decide of the four what I will watch next. Uh, oh, boy. So, uh, Choose. I'm a, but choose wisely. I, Torgo I, has plenty of holes to fill. I had a... F- <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Seven. The first, the this first poll, I kind of had a feeling it was gonna go crawl, right? It's crawl's been kind of hinted at for a good long time now, and when that was the first one up there, I'm like, it's probably gonna go that way, and it did. This and, next one, I have no idea which way it's gonna yeah. go. And you know what's funny too is, for the last twenty some odd years that Todd and I have lived here in Vegas, he's talked about watching that movie, and for whatever reason. It just doesn't happen. I own it. So this now <laughs> has happened. Now the question is, since I own it, will I keep it? Nah, that's another question. Yeah, right. Would it be another fabulous giveaway? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, that could be. But fill not in mine. somebody else's yeah. gap. Uh, that sounds sexy. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I will I will confess something here that I don't think anybody here knows uh, who was there watching the film with me. Uh, but during the crystal spider scene, I fell asleep. Really? <laughs> you did? Yeah. I, 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 I startled myself back awake. I'm like, oh, shit, they better not kill me <laughs> sleeping. Because they would have rewound it. <laughs> oh, we're going to start the movie all over again. Oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, and and then and then there was a clockwork commander moment where I was subjected to Wonder Chosen. <laughs> yes, the best episode, Patience. Oh. Wow, that was rough. If, wow, if you've never seen Wonder Chosen, uh, good idea. Uh, no, I, I love <laughs> love Wonder Chosen. However, it's only good in small doses. And uh, we gave him a little dose. Oh, Wonder Shows Yikes. drugs. Uh, oh. If you're not familiar, it's uh, Sesame Street made by crazy people. Yeah. Have you ever seen Amazon Women on the Moon? Yes. Okay. Have you ever seen uh, Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death? No. Okay. I'm just asking because I have to nominate some shit for you too. Okay. I will say uh, monkey nominations beat your guys' nominations yeah, every single time. I'm just curious. Uh, well, we'll see about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Let's uh, get some things that are really important. Let's do some news you don't give a shit about. No. Yeah. No. Triumph. No. News you don't give a shit about. Uh, racial references have been removed from Ian Fleming's James Bond novels following a sensitivity review. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> James Bond sensitivity Right? Wow. What a long now, man talk. They stepped up to the next level from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, Terms such as the N-word, which featured in his writing from the 50s and 60s, have been edited out of new editions of the 007 books, which are set for reissue in April. Uh, Some depictions of black people have also been reworked or removed, but references to other ethnicities, including the use of the term for East Asian people and Bond's mocking views of odd job, uh, Goldfinger's Korean henchman, remain. Uh, Revised lines include Bond's assessment in Live and Let Die that African would-be criminals are, quote, petty law-abiding chaps I should have thought, except when they've drunk too much, unquote, which has been changed to petty law-abiding chaps I should have thought. Okay. Wait, okay. However, references to the uh, sweet tang of rape, blithering women, and doing a man's work and homosexual homosexuality being described as a stubborn disability have been kept in. Wow. Really? Well, that's some the, uh, sensitivity. Reported the Daily Telegraph. Uh, disclaimer accompanying the new editions is expected to read, This book was written at a time when terms and attitudes which might be considered offensive by modern readers were commonplace. A number of updates have been made to this edition while keeping as close as possible to the original text and period <laughs> in which it was set, unquote. It comes after Ian Fleming Publications Limited, uh, which owns the rights to his work, commissioned a review by sensitivity readers of the James Bond series. And I have the same feelings yeah. about this as I did about the Charlie the Chocolate Factory uh, stuff, the Raw Doll stuff. Um Yes, there are problematic things in earlier works of fiction. However, I don't think censoring them is the right choice. I'm fine with having that introduction that says, hey, this was another time. Be aware this is in here. Just know that. I get that's. I'm fine with that concession. However, going in and taking words out and leaving other ones in and that's that's the problem there there is one of the big problems right there with this whole sensitivity thing that some stuff it's like 
you could you could do a disservice to to this effort and say I I think I can imagine what the sensitivity person was like by what was left in versus what was taken out. Clearly. Because there was some uh, selective outrage there. The sweet tang of rape. (laughs) I I don't like the disclaimer because it was offensive even when the book was written. So it's not a matter of it was not offensive back then, but it is now. It's a matter of... It's always been offensive, and a lot of those disclaimers don't address the fa- that fact. That's actually um, a pretty good point, Jeff. Um, I do agree. Censoring work, we're going back through and modifying a artist's work, it's especially bullshit. without their consent, because Fleming is gone. I don't like that, because you are modifying art. Didn't the Broccoli's, though, have a hand in approving this? I have no the idea. The Broccoli's only know. hold the movie rights. Yeah, only the movie the rights? The publication rights are still held by Fleming's family. That's a his, family, his, his, people, his not family. a vegetable. Yeah. yeah. Although there is a relationship there. Yes. <laughs> they're called I the mean, same thing. But no, they, they, their ancestor invented broccoli. Yeah, because, I mean... It, really? Yeah. How do you invent broccoli? It's a... It's a manip- wow. We're in... We're, food! Food! Again with we're this motherfucker. It's a manipulation of cabbage. I... Learned something yeah. today, and my brain is full. Mm-hmm. It's a genetic <laughs> manipulation of cabbage. Am I right, Jeff? I don't recall. Holy oh, shit! Damn Somebody take a fucking picture. <laughs> I'm gonna do like a little deep dive on cabbage and broccoli when I get home. You do that and don't report. Cauliflower, back. not cabbage. Yes, I'll call you flower. It's cauliflower. I, I think you're. Right. That's why Jeff didn't remember wow. because I was wrong. Huh. Well, it's and I was gonna say, how do you get from cabbage? Yeah. To broccoli, As something else. Collard is a, greens. Shit has to go seriously Chernobyl wrong dude, with your cabbage dude, to get to broccoli. Things are crazy. Collard greens are closely related to broccoli. Uh huh. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, it's like. <laughs> Celery cast, everybody. Folks, you should see Todd's face. He hates everything green. (laughs) I'm surprised he ate relish (laughs) on his hot dog. But anyway, yes, an uh, an ancestor from back is actually the guy who... Well, I just pictured people saying, how does broccoli control movies? Yeah. (laughs) But the broccoli... Okay, I didn't know that... that I thought... Yeah, okay. So there is a Fleming estate. Yes. And... uh, and a couple years ago, I did read "Live and Let Die," and oh. and I made dude inward town. Yeah, I, yeah. I made my that's thoughts a on chapter that heading very public, saying, "Yeah, this is a problematic book." But and 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 it was problematic when it was written too. But a lot of books. I'm trying to think how to say this. Be careful. There were a lot of authors that didn't go there with the language. They said, "Hey." This isn't appropriate. This mm. is offensive to a lot of people. I'm not going to include that. And then there are authors like, you know, Fleming, who went there. Went there. And not only did he go there, he went there big time. It was, it was, it was, when I read it, it was, I was a little take. A little shocked because it was like, man, this isn't even like a passing reference. No, he leaned into this. He leaned into it heavily, hard, so. and it was just it really takes you back. As opposed to, I think the gold standard for use of this kind of language is Mark Twain, Huckleberry Finn, where he's actually 
for the time, he's making an outstanding commentary on racism, slavery, the whole the whole nugget. Um, is Fleming not making a comment so much as he is just using the language of the time I, and era? I believe. I, I, sorry, time and, and I location. believe so because I but think he takes it to an extreme. It, it's just. Well, was it, that the era? And was but, that no, the no, no, Barry, it is. I'm just asking. It is just thick. Asking. He lays it on thick, like. Django Unchained thick? Uh, sh- sure. Which, again, was the era. This, and, this and would, the, and, and Well, this yeah. But, and didn't he live in Jamaica, too, yes. right? Yeah. So I, I always found it intriguing that he would go that far with the language, especially given his surroundings. Yeah, because he spent a lot of time. spoke there and then? I'm just asking it's, the question. It's I'm how, I, and I, I get what you're asking, and, and yes, some people did. But I think the vast majority of the public did not. I think. I think Fleming, back then it would even, it would be acknowledged as it's not polite conversation. Yeah. Well, a lot of. But it also didn't get the same kind of negative response as it does now. Well, like, yeah. hey, you shouldn't be saying that. Yeah, I don't know. People would laugh it off a lot more. Oh, ha ha! Yeah. You know, maybe we should talked about something yeah. more appropriate mm-hmm. instead of going, "Hey, Whoa. I'm calling you out Yikes. on your BS." Right. And you shouldn't be acting like that well regardless of whether or not it was a very good book which i haven't read it um <laughs> it's uh it was printed it that was well, what I mean, it was accepted. i'm not a big why fan. i gotta fucking change it like? i'm not a big fan of changing art no after right. the fact and also like this thing really points out when you're getting selectively sensitive it's like oh yeah. come yeah. on mm-hmm. i mean it's the same problem i have with the looney tunes i believe the looney tunes are art I believe they should be preserved in their original edits. Yeah. Right. At the same time, there are some that are very racist and Whoop. very bigoted and Yikes. very offensive. Yeah, Especially Dis- a lot of the World War II stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. Disney released Song of Disney. the South. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> Disney with a lot of their <laughs> no, World never, War II propaganda. I that's. Did, any, did anyone here see Song yes. of the South? You yes, did? I did. How yeah. bad is I it? saw it in school, dude. Same. I saw it in grade school. Is Same. it bad? When I when I was in second grade, it, it didn't strike me as that. But if I was like 10 years later, yeah, it was going to be pretty bad. I got to see it. It's, it's bad in the sense that you also have to take into account that these were stories that were basically stolen from oral tradition and written by a white person mm. and put into a book complica- complicate compilation. Jesus, I can't say the word. It's very complicated. A book, compli- <laughs> a book compilation that was then optioned by Walt Disney. Yeah, I, w- I wish I still had it just for its collector value, but growing up, I did have the little golden book of it. Oh, wow. Ooh, wow. Which included the Tar Baby story. Yikes. Whoa, dude. I remember as, in like first grade, there were some like Br'er Rabbit stories. I never knew what the hell Br'er Rabbit was. Yeah. That's, well, that's I'm, old en- I'm old enough to actually remember uh, hearing uh, uh, adverts, for trailers for Song of the South. Oh, wow. So, it, 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 you know, there was a point when it was out there. Crikey. Does anyone have a copy that we could... 
screen? The, uh, um, you can find it online oh, if sure. you want. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you go to the dark web. Not even you don't even have to go that far. <laughs> there are people that host it like on Vimeo and stuff. Yeah, but do you want to hang out with those guys? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I'd rather go to the. <laughs> Well, it's not a hangout. No, no, you no, literally no. just. I know. Yeah, no, it, it's in every comic book convention. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 that one table. Yep, that's a good table. It's got a lot of a lot of gems and a lot of crap. You can watch Misfits of Science with that table. Oh, Misfits of Science. Yeah, I'd always see that at that table. Straight from the heart. Yeah. So. Science is over. Class dismissed. Yeah. What were we talking about? News don't give a shit about. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we uh, we brushed on it a little bit this week. I thought I'd expand on it here. Uh, if you have ever played Five Nights at Freddy's and finding found yourself thinking more about how delicious that Pizza Plex's pepperoni pizzas were uh, than the haunted animatronics, here's the news. Uh-oh. There is a Five Nights at Freddy's themed cookbook on the way. Set to release on September 5th, the cookbook, which lists series creator Scott Cawthon as the author, includes recipes for a whole host of hauntingly delicious meals, including meals called Fred Bear's Pepperoni Express, Chica's Ultimate Thai Chicken Burger, Foxy's Fruity Cove Cooler, and El Chip's Fully Loaded Tortillas. Quote, the one and only official Five Night at Freddy cookbook with over 40 recipes inspired by the hit games, teases the book's official blurb as seen on Amazon. Delight in over 40 tasty recipes inspired by the Five Nights at Freddy's games with gorgeous, eye-popping photography. Photography of what? It's a, it's a cartoon game, isn't it? Or something? I'm assuming of the food. Okay. But photos of the food. 40 foods from Five Nights at Freddy's, <laughs> Freddy's recipe book. Nice alliteration. Uh, I yeah. I, I, how do you come up with a cookbook from, from a, a horror game? A horror game that's based on a chain that only sold pizza and then later on added a salad bar. Well, I think you just heard. I, I'd have that Thai chicken burger. That's That, Man, sounds, that sounds pretty good. Especially if it's Chica's Thai Yeah, you burger. got some peanut sauce on that. Chica's the, uh, the chicken animatronic. Then why didn't they have a chicken cutlet or something? It's a chicken burger. You thought it was a... Uh, what are you bitching about? I don't like chicken burger. You if you're going to have a chicken, make a chicken sandwich. Uh, you know what? Go lose some weight. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> also, kettle, meat pot, motherfucker. <laughs> you fat piece of shit. <laughs> uh, you know... <laughs> You did that. That stung him. Yeah. yeah. I, well, it's funny because it's like the whole joke is like the one person the here one who doesn't, here need, doesn't to need to lose, lose weight, weight, but he's all like, "I'm gonna be offended and call I'm you fat." I'm trying to lose. Yeah. I'm trying to get in. You know, trying to have hot girl summer. I'm trying to <laughs> try. <laughs> Bikini summer vlog. Yeah. I guess so. That's a tier seven thing, dude. You've got That's plenty. A tier, all right, dude. You've got plenty of time before you get your pool. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Plenty of time. You'll lose that weight. But this 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 begs the question: Should we release a cookbook? No. Yes. Okay. You know, it's I will listen to pitches. No. What is careful? What is careful? What's going to be in the cookbook? Those those the the monkeys are going to throw Ludmilla's sunrise. Well, that's a given. Yeah. So so consider it already in the cookbook. Oh shit. What else is in there? Well, there'll be a a couple recipes that 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 each of us likes. You know. Okay. that, That we like to make. And Morgan then, Bleen. Uh, what? Morgan Bleen. Morgan who? Morgan Bleen. Be- keep saying it. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that means. <laughs> what is Morgan Bleen? Uh, it's where you take uh, peanut butter and put it on one side it, of the bread. Oh, no, <laughs> God. 
and then put the jelly no. on top of the peanut butter. No. <laughs> I'm going to hate that so much. There's going to be like a two, th- three-page spread about how much I hate you because that's how you make your peanut butter, and you're a heathen, and you need to stop it. Well, sometimes when you only have one slice of bread to eat, you Put the peanut That's... butter and the jelly on top of it, and you just go to town. No, you put the peanut butter on one side, you put the jelly on the other, and you sh- fold it. But then you got a mess on one the... side of the... Yeah. yeah, how do you put the jelly on the other side of the Then you're bread. holding on to peanut butter yes. or jelly. On the other yes. side of the bread. Like, there's two <laughs> there's two areas, two provinces Explain in the... Explain yourself, in this, sir. In this slice there's, of bread. there's Jeff, and he's all like, Barry, this doesn't work. <laughs> That's not how you do it. You put Another the peanut fucker. butter on the west side of the of the bread, west? and you put the, the, the or north, the whatever. The facing side? West both, side peanut butter is right yo. there. I hate you. <laughs> the dorsal or the ventral side of the bread? <laughs> do you cut off the crusts first the or The port after? and starboard side of the bread. <laughs> after uh-huh. forward. I hate you. You don't give a shit about. I hate that. <laughs> we can put my uh, lasagna sub in there. What there the you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is going to be one of those cookbooks. Yeah. Okay. And I'll also include some drink recipes that I like. Like it. Like what? Um, I don't know. I haven't. This is the <laughs> first I had this idea. <laughs> oh, he had the idea, Todd. He, he had it. It was this idea. Yeah. Yeah. Only his idea. Jeff, what'd you put in it? <laughs> uh, I'd probably put some drink recipes in there. It's going to be a book of just drink recipes, isn't it? It's it and, be, and, and your lasagna sandwich. You know my lasagna <laughs> I, I I could put my I could put my uh, oh Deb could put her meatloaf in it's really good my chicken taco recipe you remember oh, during there you that go. Oh, there you go that uh, gelatinous cube shots ah oh, see yeah oh shots no shots of a kid dude <laughs> shots such a snob kids. well you want such a frou frou here you want, you, <sighs> but the gelatinous put cube, your Pellegrino yeah. away silly silly <laughs> there you I love my little bubble with your tiny bubbles tiny bubbles. Tiny bubbles. I can count on Jeff for that in one. In the wine. <laughs> what do you got? Make me feel happy. I'll try, I'll try. I got to sing a Jeff. Make me feel fine. No, let it go. Let it happen. I hear the little whiff of desperation from Vlarg. There's <laughs> <laughs> no give a shit about a new smartphone product has been invented to help couples who are away from each other kiss using their phones. Oh, my God. Uh, the news, uh. news comes from South China Morning Post. And the remote kissing device was created by a Chinese university student named Yang as a way to allow him to be intimate with his long-distance girlfriend. So how does it work? You plug in paired smartphones and you can virtually kiss your partner with human-looking plastic lips. It can, quote, mimic and transfer the kiss of a person to the mouth, the animatronic mouth on the other side. Okay, they've got a good start, wait, 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 wait. but hey. they need to keep going. How much is it going to cost <laughs> to send one of those to Houston and it, so Deb can have one and Barry can have one? <laughs> Neither of us are, are down for this, I'll tell you right now. You don't want to be our guinea pigs? No. Oh. No. See, so... <laughs> So when Kirsten grabs Vlarg's phone, uh-huh. this is a problem, <laughs> and puts it up to his butt. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's already problems like, with if, this. If I butt dial Deb with Barry's phone, is it cheating? <laughs> no, it's just gross. It's just garden variety gross. Each pair of lips costs thirty eight dollars, and uh, that's that's uh, more than street value. I'll tell you that. <laughs> 
took, wow, that took, took us a second. second. <laughs> Thinking how fucking bad that is. <laughs> and just don't give a shit about. Wait, we're done with this. Uh, one? That's oh, all there is. That's this song yeah. feels what, funny. What, what more do you want? <laughs> do you need more? I uh, like I said, they're on a good start, but they oh, need no. to keep going. There's going to be an industry that's going to pop up where you can. Yeah, they call it fleshlights. No, you're gonna you're gonna dial into something, and it'll be like a like an anime like dial girl. in, really, whatever the fuck. Well, you hope it's a girl. Yeah, no, probably you, like rest of the internet. <laughs> yeah, and then they have like gross old guys yeah. on the other end, just making like five dollars an hour. Yeah, to pretend to be with their mouths anime. hooked up to something. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what's gonna happen. I don't know if I'd do that. I would. <laughs> <laughs> News <laughs> don't give a shit about uh, cocaine bear copycats have begun. Motherfuckers. Uh, the Asylum has announced its oh. first drug fueled animal movie called Attack of the Meth Gator. No, dude. That, what are you talking about? No, that actually makes perfect sense. Cocaine bear was based on a thing that yeah, happened. But you just got to do the next The first five minutes of the film are. I, I did see Cocaine Bear. I'll just put that out there. Of the first five minutes of the film of are based on true events. The rest of the film is complete what? utter fiction. What, Jeff? What? I know, right? Uh, the Asylum, if you're not familiar, the same production company that made the Sharknado film. There it is. Along with a bunch of other. Terribly made D movies like Snakes on a Train, Transmorphers, and Z Nation. The they, they put they put out. They're the ones that put out the ripoffs. Yes, oh. right. As, as close Sometimes to it, not before. before. Yeah. So when you tell okay. your mom to go to the video store and pick up the new Transformers movie, she comes back with a Transmorphers. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. Shut up. Sit down and watch it. That sounds like your dad. Uh, the announcement Based on your stories. Yeah, it's the same bit. thing. Sit down, sit shut down. up, and watch it. <laughs> the announcement was on Twitter with a poster and the following caption: "Hold our bear, I mean beer, coming for your life <laughs> oh. this summer." Unquote. Oh, someone's fired. <laughs> I you don't can, think it, so. It, I think somebody got a promotion. And it's <laughs> really bad. And if you look at the poster, you pretty much know how the film's going to play out. After the alligator is high on meth, his eyes turn red, and he goes on a murderous rampage for more. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so, so. dude. That is money in the bank. Uh, well, you know what? With knowing asylum, yes, it is. <laughs> they don't need much. They just need a lot of little bits of more it. than eight hundred forty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> is this starring Ian Ziering? Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, a little dig on Ian Ziering. Yeah, make more than a Corano picture. Yeah. Weekend dig. Darn. <laughs> Uh, James Wan and Jason Blum have announced their next big screen collaboration, a film adaptation of Behavior Interactive's multiplayer horror video game, Dead by Daylight. Uh, the search is currently on for a writer and director. Launched in 2016, the game has over 50 million players worldwide, 2 million of whom sign on daily. Players can step into the role of a killer stalking victims or a survivor outwitting the killer. Over the last seven years, Behavior Interactive has rolled out a lot of crossover content with iconic horror franchises like Evil Dead, Resident Evil, Halloween, Silent Hill, Hellraiser, Nightmare on Elm Street, Left for Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Stranger Things, The Ring, and more. Uh, the news comes on the heels of Juan and Blum exploring a potential merger between their respective production banners, Atomic Monster and Blumhouse. 
What's more, the horror-savvy duo are rumored to be in talks with Universal Pictures for a first-look deal. Uh, have any of you played Dead by Daylight? No. no. Okay, this is the horror game that all the other ones are based on. So, the upcoming Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the upcoming Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Friday the 13th game, uh, the Evil Dead game that came out. These are all based on this game. Uh, one player is the killer. The other ones are the survivors. The killer has to find all of the, uh, has to, well, each depends on what killer you are. You might have a different thing, but your base killer of the game uh, that ca that came with it, you had to sacrifice them on your, the students or whatever you're chasing on hooks while all these students are trying to uh, outwit the killer and escape the area. And they have to do various things like fix electricity, find batteries for cars or whatever. And so a team versus one. That's great. And the, it's a great game. Those games are good for that. You know, when you're playing the, the first-person shooters and there's that one guy who's just killing everybody. Yeah. And you can't even, you can't even like, get everyone else to gang up on the one guy because they're all like, well, I want to score some easy kills myself. This kind of forces it. You give the killer to that. Yeah, one but did guy. I hear this right? They're looking for a writer and a director. Looks, they're, they're still looking for a writer. Yes. So they don't have a story. No. They just say we want to make a movie out of this. Someone yeah, write. They it. just optioned it as. Pretty yeah. Cheap. I'm for hire. I work cheap. There you go. See, he does hey, work he's got cheap, it. and he knows the background material now. I just told him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm and, and Blum, Blum's pretty good about picking up properties and making a decent film out of them. Yeah. That doesn't seem like there's a lot there, though. It sounds like a generic horror film. The fun uh, of all right, the all right, fun right. of that is in the gameplay, <clears throat> where you get to actually do it. I mean, so what, yeah, if it's, it's James Wan and 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 Jason Blum. I I think between the two of them producing, they'll they'll hire the right people to make a decent story out of and it. And how tough is it? You get yeah. a group of people, you grab one of them, and you say, "All right, you got to kill all these people, or we're going to kill someone else." That, yeah, I've I've seen that horror movie. Which one? Saw. Really, one person. Oh, it's it's like with you. You're told, and you can actually uh, download the Saw characters too and play that. In the game. Oh, there you go. Well, Saw's different because you're chained and shit. This hmm. one, you're chasing. You you you. God, it's so totally different. I can't even believe you went there, Barry. Uh, of the, you know what? I've I've played. Three of these games that have come out so far. My favorite has been the Friday the 13th game that came out. I think they nailed that. Mm. One, they caught, uh, they completely did the whole Crystal Lake thing just right. You can play in the various movie settings. So you can do the first movie or the fourth or the fifth or whatever. And so if you're a fan of the series, it's a lot of in-joke cool. stuff with that. Can uh, you go to space? Uh, no, not yet. Not I wouldn't be Jason surprised if they ended up doing that. Uh, but no, I played with Jake and Jamie, and we had a ball with it. So nice. So it's a it's it's a good game. If you have not played uh, one of these kind of games, Dead by Daylight's a good place to start, and you can find it on the cheap these days because they're making a lot of their money from the DLC now. So adding new characters and whatnot. Uh, the next one, I'm not sure how to feel about this, but uh, okay, Amazon Studios is looking to revive MGM's classic horror franchise, Poltergeist. This will be the second attempt to revive the property after Gil Keenan-directed <coughs> remake of 2015. On a recent episode of The Hot Mike, co-hosted by John Rocha, 
Entertainment journalist Jeff Schneider revealed the update and said that this is one of the many MGM properties that Amazon is looking to prioritize. When it comes to Poltergeist, though, it's explained that the situation is, quote, complicated by the fact that Spielberg would likely need to be involved, unquote. Oops. Uh, Spielberg was a producer on the original film. Uh, the real remake was based on his script for the original film, but he wasn't a producer on it, so maybe he has to sign off on it? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, hmm. The remake of Poltergeist was okay. I, I, You said 2015, right? Yeah. I must have just blocked that out. I don't even remember there being a remake. It was just okay. Now... I'm a huge fan of the original. Right. Polder right. Guys is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Like top five, all right? Mm -hmm. It's just, I mean, it's one of those that, you know, take out take out the references for the year that it was produced. It still holds up. I mean, yeah. even a lot of the practical effects were really good. I mean, it's just so creepy. It is. Uh, yeah, it's surprising how creepy a PG film can be. Yeah, exactly. Now, that's one of the reasons why we have PG-13 these days, but... Right. I mean, it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, oh, and yeah, even yeah. when I would watch it again as a teenager. <laughs> uh, the, the remake felt soulless, I guess is the, the reason that... What Spielberg's film and Toby Hooper, let's face it, it's both of them, uh, that they're really good at making characters that you identify with quickly and you immediately feel for the new poltergeist that was missing. You just did not care for the family all that much. You gave a little bit, got a little bit of an introduction to them, but you, nothing was really given to care. Right. And so when things started happening to them, you didn't feel scared for them because you didn't know them still. Uh, whereas with the whole introduction with the the dead bird on the original poltergeist and the and the sister and and the parents smoking weed in the bedroom and just the slow ramp up of the talking to the TV screen up until the the abduction is just it's masterful and I think if they can nail the character aspect of it they can have it again. Uh, but again, it's it's a high bar to reach. So good luck. Yeah, I'm almost, <clears throat> I'm almost in the uh, why, why crowd. That's know? because it it's a name and names yeah. sell. I, well, yeah, I guess because well, art artistically, yeah. I just well, that's it, part of the reason you know, Amazon bought MGM was for their remake their, rights. Yeah, yeah, had all of those big properties that they still owned. Yeah, because it's like I can't see modern technology really bringing anything to the special effects. Right. And like you said, the way they write things now, I don't think they're going to hit the character notes like they did in the original. I mean, Hooper, you could, I mean, Spielberg's touch was, was so strong on the movie. You had dumb people like me who thought Spielberg made the movie. Well, there's so. still the... <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's still a lot of... Uh... Speculation that Spielberg actually made it, but yeah, when it comes down to it, Toby Hooper because it because it because it it really does feel in so many ways yeah. like a Spielberg movie. Yeah, he couldn't film it because he was filming E.T. at the same time, and that goes against uh, Directors Guild rules. You cannot direct two films at once. Mm. So yeah, there was there's you know still unconfirmed mm. stories ah. that Spielberg was frequently on set mm. and. 
apparently took the reins a few times. Mm. I, I Why be can't you film two films at once? It's part of the it's guild It's DGA, yeah. It's, yeah it's it, just, and a lot, all of that is, you know, that written in blood stuff where it came from somebody abusing something way in the past. And probably it was done probably to keep directors from claiming stuff that wasn't there if they right. spread themselves too thin. Uh, I would wager anything. That's what that's from. Curiosity. Yeah. It's, it could have also been because in some of the early days of film, studios would slap a director's name on it yep. only because it was a recognized yeah. name, whether yeah. they actually had a hand in it or right. not. And I know that was something the DGA fought against uh, in early negotiations because, you know, they some of these studios were just cranking out films right. left and, and right. And you could dilute And they'd grab director. anybody from... You know, any cameraman say, okay, you're going to direct this. And they'd crank out this film and then go, oh, who's popular right now? Oh, he directed that last film. Slap their name on it. Right. And then be in the theaters and the director would be like, what? When did I make this? Yeah, when did I make this? How, yeah. how high was I? <laughs> well, that, that also could be a possibility yeah. too. All right. Netflix has announced that their supernatural horror series, Stranger Things, is getting a prequel stage play titled Stranger Things The First Shadow. It's coming to London's West End. It'll have its world premiere at the Phoenix Theater later this year. It's said to be rooted in the mythology of the series and set in Hawkins in 1959. Quote, a regular town with regular worries. Young Jim Hopper's car won't start. Young Jim Hopper. uh, Bob Newby's sister won't take his radio show seriously. And Joyce Maldano just wants to graduate and get the hell out of town. When new student Henry Creed, Creel excuse me, arrives, his family finds that a fresh start is so easy and the shadows of the past have a very long reach, unquote. It was written by Stranger Things writer and co-executive producer Kate Treffery from an original story by the Duffer brothers, Jack Thorne and Treffery. The production will be helmed by Tony-winning director Stephen Daldry with co-direction from Justin Martin. Uh, music will be by Duncan Sheik and choreography from Bob Fosse. Duncan? Duncan Sheik? Yeah, he's already done a musical, so this is another musical for him. Crazy. Heard that name in a while. I'm kidding. There's no musical part of this. I just added all that. To <laughs> I was uh, like Bob. Fossey? I immediately yeah, don't yeah, like Fossey's this. Dead. Okay. Fossey's dead. So. <laughs> Wait a minute. So this is a stage play. Stage play. Yeah. Well, at least the Duffer Brothers are involved. Uh, okay. What, well, what you so, said it was a a it was written by Kate Treffy. Kate Treffy. But you said from an original story. What do you, what do you mean? What does that mean? That means that Kate Treffy wrote the script, but the story what idea was from the Duffer Brothers. Yeah, that's probably uh, lore. Yes, that they wrote stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably backstory stuff. Yeah. Uh, tickets uh, for the play will go on sale this spring. That is a play. Is I a play? Mean, yeah. Hmm. Do they do that a lot? Don't they? Isn't it make it a musical if you want to put butts in the seats? Uh, not hey, always. Hey, if Harry Potter <clears throat> can do it, then uh, yeah. What if you? Harry Potter's not a musical. No, no, dude. Yeah. Well, what, what if you don't like musicals? Like I don't. Go I don't see them. like musicals, so that's why so I we, don't see this shit. We we might be the people who go. I to guess this, so. To this play. Well, you're I mean, not invited to New York when I go see Back to the Future the musical. Then. Oh, so sad. <laughs> I don't think they had the power you thought it would, Jeff. I, I guess not. I, uh, I, I'll, dude, I bet anything. Barry and Jeff will go. 
Actually, it'd probably be Steve and I. Steve's been wanting to see. Yeah, that's going to be apparently. a Steve trip, and and not call me. Much as I like New York, <laughs> well, let, let's just put it this way: the original plan was to go see the musical and then go up to Ticonderoga to see the original series set tour. But since you guys don't like musicals, you know, I guess we just don't count. No, and I never you really gotta really love got musicals to see series. a musical, gay, wow. with your, all of your heart. What's that got to do with the original series? If they make a the set tour. Three Amigos yeah. stage play, that'll probably be a musical. I'll go see that. I'm kind of surprised they haven't. Yes. Know, right? right. That, yes. that seems ripe for musical. Yeah. yeah. Ozzy Matt just auditioned for and got into a Spamalot production. Well, yeah. and, and you know, also interesting, uh, Steve Martin has written a lot of stage plays as yeah. well as musical numbers in those stage plays. He may not have the rights. So he could probably write a decent musical version of Three Amigos. He might not Interesting. have the rights. It might be a rights thing. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Well, I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get on it, Steve. There you go. Steve? Steve Martin. Oh, Steve <laughs> Martin. I was like... Get on it, Biggs. Yeah, I was... Uh, what the hell? Mr. Steve Martin to you. <laughs> Lee Daniels' next movie is an exorcism project that has landed at Netflix. Netflix bought the currently untitled Supernatural film for $65 million following a heated bidding war with six other studios. Andra Day will lead an ensemble as, quote, the mother of an Indiana family whose children purportedly became demonically possessed in a thriller inspired by an actual case, writes Deadline. Uh, the case in question is that of Latoya Ammons, who first optioned the right of her story, which included the instance of her nine-year-old son crawling up a hospital wall in the presence of two other witnesses in 2014. Uh, Ammons and her mother, Rosa Campbell, allegedly sought help from clairvoyants, who concluded that the family's home was besieged by more than 200 demons, unquote. Uh, Daniels rewrote the screenplay, working off previous drafts penned by Dave Clogshell, who did Orphan, First Kill, and Elijah Brynham, uh, Hot Summer Nights. Uh, the film is being compared to other dram dramatized horror films as said to be based on true events like Amityville Horror, The Exorcist, and The Conjuring. Uh, Ghost Hunter Zach Baggins uh, purchased the aforementioned house in 2014 uh, for $35,000. <laughs> Get it while the market's cold. Yeah, <laughs> I like a good horror film. It, it bugs me when they say based on a true story. That's well, what Cocaine Bear me. was. Yeah, it's not a horror film, and it was based on a true story. <laughs> oh, suck it, Torgo! Like a supernatural film with ghosts and aliens and zombies and, and, and pirate ninja ghosts, based on a true story. Shut up, Jeff. Was Cocaine yes. Bear a horror film? Not really. Okay. All oh, right. You almost had him. No. Good try. God you damn never it, Jeff. It. Huh? God damn it, Jeff. Right when I needed you. <laughs> oh, well, you know. <laughs> Gotta be truthful. Jesus It's Christ. no meth gator. All right? Meth I'll bet you gator. that's a horror oh film. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. It's no fentanyl chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Stop giving away There's good no ideas, There's no crocodile Kirsten. crocodile. No, fentanyl cock. <laughs> cro cro crocodile <laughs> crocodile, dude. Why didn't, why didn't that happen? What? That's a drug. It's a terrible drug. Oh, is it? Oh, God, yeah. It's Google that shit. It's terrible. Yeah, if they're with bath salts baboon. I was, I was, I was bath. thinking bath salts, bath salts, bath salts. Yeah, it's bath salts baboon. It's a yeah. Hanna Barbera character. Hey, <laughs> shows paint sniffer anteater. <laughs> <laughs> no. That makes sense. Careful. 
I can hear the call from Asylum now. <laughs> <laughs> Paint sniffer anteater. Whip it, got whip it. Ah, I like what you did there. That's nice. Jeff's shaking his head. Why, Jeff? Why? Jeff does not approve. I, yeah. I do not approve. Mushroom monkey. <laughs> Dead Boy Detectives is headed to Netflix. The previously announced series, based on the DC characters by Neil Gaiman and Matt Wagner, was absent from James Gunn and Peter Safran's new DC slate, leaving many to wonder whether the show would still continue or, like the rest, be shelved by HBO Max. The show has been sold to Netflix. Since it didn't fit the new chapter of content that the newly appointed DC executives are building, the show is described as a ghost story that, quote, explores loss, grief, and death through the lens of Edwin Payne and Charles Rowland, two dead British teenagers and their very alive friend, Crystal Palace, unquote. Uh, Charles and Edwin made their first appearance back in The Sandman, number 15, in 1991, going to appear in several comics and manga-style graphic novels. The characters popped up in season three of HBO Max's Doom Patrol and were played by Sebastian Croft and Ty Tennant. A series was announced months later, having been initially ordered to pilot by HBO Max. So it lives on, but on Netflix. Yeah, I was going to say, I swear I had heard that they were going to make a series out of those characters after they appeared on Doom Patrol, but that was like almost three years ago. Yeah, in fact, it went through our red light, green light. I yeah. can't remember if, uh, I don't think it was chosen in that set, but it was certainly one of the nominees. What are you looking smug about? I got two more animals. Oh. <laughs> Marijuana, Kaipibara. Ah, okay, and good. Heroin, Heron. Uh, Ecstasy, Eagle. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. These are all, all Hanna-Barbera characters. <laughs> it's the new iteration of Wacky Races. <laughs> LSD. Zebra. Why not? Yeah, it it uh, the, the names are not there, but yeah, the alliteration but, but, isn't there. But, but it makes but sense. But the zebra, it totally makes sense. You gotta you gotta admit, crack platypus. <laughs> oh, wow! That should be just, the next one. Just crack platypus. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> really. Uh, what's your drug fueled animal <laughs> rampage? Write to us comments at geekshockpodcast dot com. Uh, <laughs> Quaalude quails. Oh, there it is. Quaalude my quail. Brain. Yeah. And I want to thank our tier four members, Fireball Whiskey tier four members, King Ball, Deb T, David Farrar, J.R. Conkle, and our tier five members, Jeff Harris, Aussie Matt, Mad Martron, Glumley, Atomic Gumby, and of course you, King Ball, you beautiful, beautiful man with your one off again this week. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. And Vlarg. Stole it again. And we'll talk to you next week. In geek. Crack platypus. So many drugs, so many animals. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm searching my brain for members of the animal kingdom and drugs. Yeah, I'm and, running out of drugs. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh. Um, what are all the good drugs that people shouldn't do? Uh, not the ones you should Most of do. them. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Oxycontin octopus. <laughs> DMT dingo. Oh, very good. Oh, wow. Very good. Very good. You guys got nothing? Is this a no? New? They're not even it's, trying, that's, that's Barry. That's a new thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're the former drug user. <laughs> I know. I can't afford them anymore. I got a mortgage. Ritalin rhinoceros. <laughs> Ritalin rhinoceros. Nice, oh. nice, nice. <gasps> we could break into pharma. Yeah. Big pharma. Yeah, we, that, that opens it wide. Adderall albatross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Come on, Jeff. You know pharmaceuticals. No. <laughs>
horse horse really no it's... <laughs> well yeah uh, uh heroin heron was was better yeah, yeah, I like yeah, yeah that was good that horse was. is just a nickname for heroin so sure, we're not, yeah. can't use your nickname well unless it's fun <laughs> yeah and and horse horse just no horse horse, horse. that's that's when the series goes way too far well you could okay hashish horse no, no. Well, yeah. well, then what? Hashish humpback. Oh, whales. Mm. Yeah. See, the yeah. It's, it's more syllables. Yeah. It's more they fun. didn't get into the the cholesterol drugs and statin stork. That's not fun. <laughs> Boy, storks are sitting there. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just yeah. you know, a little fine. healthier now. Eating yeah. a sub. Yeah. I can do this now. A lasagna nom, sub. Nom. Yeah. Uh, the what lasagna. is a lasagna sub? It's it's exactly what it sounds is it like. You just make a lasagna and you put it in bread? Yeah. You toast the bread. It's going to be a sub uh, a sub bread. At least tell bread. me you put it in like garlic bread. Well, sure. Okay. Then that's, that's a lot of flour. Is it acceptable though? Mm. Yeah, a lot of carbs. A lot of yeah. carbs. If you're on a carb-heavy diet, you're going to love it. If you're carb-loading, great. But there otherwise, you, you shouldn't eat that. <laughs> Nobody should eat Nobody that. Nobody should eat that. I know. I know. <laughs> Whoa. No, my dad used to train fighters, and he would uh, load them up with spaghetti before the fight. Yes. I no know. shit? Yeah. yeah, carb load them up. Yeah. Because they're burning off a lot of carbs fighting people. That's That was, the, right. that but, was uh, the philosophy. Kirsten, you shouldn't eat that. <laughs> Not <laughs> unless you're fighting blood. That's right. When The next time we're going at it, you watch yourself, because I'm going to be lasagna so I should watch out. Up. I should watch out if, if you buy a bunch of bread. Yeah. Hold on. i got to buy some bread. Yeah. And I throw in a couple of um, Stover's lasagnas. <laughs> it's coming, motherfucker. Ooh. This is why you don't get invited over to Dungeons and Drugs or whatever he does. <laughs> Dungeons and Drinks. <laughs> now there's an idea. <laughs>